Hello, beautiful listeners, and thank you for tuning in to Writing Away to Wellness, a podcast produced by Girls Right Now and hosted by me, Sally Familia. Writing Away to Wellness is a podcast where Girls Right Now community members of all ages, racial and cultural backgrounds, careers, and crafts engage in holistic conversations about wellness in relation to the arts of writing. From avid journalers to authors committed to passing down the tools they have learned to survive the silly world, Writing Away to Wellness is the bridge that leads us to gentle hearts and creative minds. In this part one of a special two-part episode, mentee Chloe Lee introduces us to the conversation of tending to ourselves as teenagers. She guides me, Sally Familia, not a teenager, through a beautiful conversation about teenagehood, healing, and writing as a tool for wellness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Writing Our Way to Wellness, produced by Girls Right Now. My name is Chloe Lee, and I am joined today with Sally Familia, who I want to thank for being present. A little bit about me, this is my second year being a mentee at Girls Right Now, and I'm currently a junior in high school. Sally is a poet, Reiki healer, and community coordinator at Girls Right Now. Sally is also the host and producer of Writing Our Way to Wellness this podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about tending to the heart as a teen, which is definitely a topic that many of us can be close to, and certainly my heart is very close to also. So I'm really excited to be talking about it today. Sally, do you want to add anything else? No, you've said everything so beautifully so far. Thank you so much, and I'm really excited to be here as a guest this time and as an interviewer so thank you so much for being uh so willing and so excited uh, to do this today as well yes of course i'm really excited um so before we get into the discussion i want to start out today by talking a little bit about my personal experiences with writing and mental health during my adolescence and as just a teenage girl so growing up i used to love collecting notebooks so much that my mom had to buy a whole drawer to fit all of them It was really crazy. What is funny, though, is I never wrote in any of them. I kept telling myself and waiting for the day that I would just pick up my pencil to get the words on paper, but I never did. And I think a part of this was because I didn't see writing as a tool, and it was just really hard for me to just get my emotions on paper. But flash forward to middle school, where I had moved schools, and for me, that was a really hard adjustment, as someone can expect emotionally and socially. So I started struggling managing my emotions and just finding a way to express my true self and being vulnerable because if I'll be honest, middle school girls are not the nicest. It wasn't until high school when I started to see writing as a companion and such a powerful tool. So I began to write. When I cried, I would write. When I had a crush so intense I couldn't express it, I wrote. Before taking my math final last year that determined my whole grade, I wrote whatever I was feeling in the moment. And like a lot of other people, I'm not really good at confronting whatever's bothering me deep down. And even with help, I can still feel myself holding back with all my teenage angst. But writing solves all these problems. And prioritizing my mental health over all other aspects of my life is something really hard to maintain and admit even today, as for a lot of people. But for me, writing became such a constant therapeutic outlet that has helped me during the darkest times and something I knew would always be there for me. And I'm not alone. According to a Harvard Business Review in 2021, 
Over 200 research studies reported that emotional writing can actually help and improve people's physical and emotional health. And people who wrote about personal upheavals for 15 minutes a day over three or four days visited doctors for health concerns less frequently and reported greater psychological well-being. And I believe that during a time where the youth mental health crisis is becoming more apparent, and a really shocking statistic found that actually 60% of youth with major depression do not receive any mental health treatment. I think that writing is such a crucial tool that's so easily accessible to all of us and can help alleviate the symptoms of negative mental health, especially for teens. And like I said before, writing helps you work through your thoughts, emotions, regulate your feelings, and teaches you to express what you're going through. So with all that said, I would like to turn the discussion over to Sally now. Um, Sally, do you have anything you want to share? Yeah, well, first of all, Chloe, thank you for sharing that. It was such um, such an important thing to share, especially the statistics. I think it's very valuable for us to know what's going on right now with uh, the teenagers and Gen Z. I, I, it's something that I think about all the time. Um, just because although I'm not a teen at the moment, I'm 26 years old, I think about my teenagehood a lot. And I think about how that has affected me now, because I, I, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that your teenage self and your inner child are with you at all times and thinking about your, your teenagehood and how that affected you is so crucial for us as adults uh but before getting into all of that because i know we're going to talk about that i do actually want to share a poem that i wrote lately i've been writing poems from the voice of my teenage self but this is a poem that i actually wrote for my teenage self because as i said that is a version of myself that led me down a path that i would have never expected both positively and negatively And so I've been working a lot now in my 20s to pour a lot of love into that teenage version of Sally. So um, this poem is called In the Mirror Kissing My Own Lips. And that is a title because I have a, uh, how do you call it, a quote by Allen Ginsberg that really inspired this for me. And the quote is, I made love to myself in the mirror, kissing my own lips, saying I love myself. I love you more than anybody. And I saw this quote when I was 19 years old at the MoMA and it completely changed my inside. I don't know. It just really it changed me and spoke to me in a way that I realized that the act of, of self-love, the act of healing require you to look at yourself in the mirror and love what you see and love how you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror. So let me just get into the poem. In the mirror kissing my own lips. In the world of my own making, I am holy and I'm sacred. A body to adore like the river, a spirit to revere like a god. How divine, a soft belly gelatinous and delicate like flung, rounded sides like the moon, and a scar like a star suspended above the sacral. There is a temple I like to visit somewhere between my gut and knees. How marvelous, I say. How divine, the way my skin lays like satin. How divine, the wrinkles of my scars. That was beautiful. And I'm so glad that 
you use writing as such a beautiful mechanism to go back and think about your teenage years. And I think definitely when I get older, this is such a time that I'm going to always be thinking about. And I love writing and I'll definitely be trying to talk more about it as just a period of time. 100%. I completely agree with that. Um, so I guess we could start the discussion with some questions I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so what differences do you see in teenagers now that you didn't see when you were a teen? I think that's a phenomenal question because, like as I said, I think about this a lot. I feel very strongly about um, your teenage years. They're very crucial and not just because you're trying to decide, like, what you want to do when you grow up, not just because you're trying to decide what school you want to go to, none of that. It really is because those years inform the way that you communicate with yourself and others, the way that you see yourself in in relation to the world, in relation to your peers, in relation to your family. Um, and so I feel like a huge difference now to start with the positives. I'm, I really admire the individuality and the independence that Gen Z has, especially the teenagers at the moment that are Gen Z, because I'm Gen Z, but the first one, I'm 1997. Um, but the younger Gen Z generation just constantly blows me away by their need to know more and the need to question. I love that spirit where it's almost like you all inherently know that something is not right and you need to figure out what it is because you value your peace and you value your joy and you value your independence. And I feel like when I was a teenager, there wasn't, it was more of still following what we were taught by our parents and what our parents were taught by their parents. And I feel like now this generation is trying to break away from that as much as possible and just really allow themselves to create the world that they know that they deserve and the world that they know that they want for themselves. And I I love that so much. I value it so much. I also see so much wisdom in the younger Gen Z generation. I have a lot of cousins. My family is huge and there's always kids being born. Um, So I am surrounded by a lot of younger Gen Z. I just love the wisdom that they carry. It is so beautiful to see such young people be tapped into uh, knowledge and to wisdom that people who are older and them still have not had access to or even the tools to get to that sort of understanding that this young generation has. And I feel like depending on how open-minded or close-minded you are, you can look at a young person and be like, oh, they're young, they don't know anything, or they're just repeating what they've heard. But I, I firmly disagree with that. I think that the younger generations have so much wisdom that we have been blocked from because of the world that we were raised in like there's so much against the human population and i think that the younger gen z now the teenagers now are really working very very hard to break away from that and that is so admirable and it's like my favorite thing about gen z because i know there's a lot of slander against gen z but honestly i really appreciate what this generation is doing right now and other generations really need to like sit down and take notes honestly I love all of that and I agree with you a hundred percent with everything you said and as a teenager myself I I think at a time where technology is such at literally our fingers and where we were born and raised with it I mean I had 
I had an iPad when I was like, um, I don't know, five years old. I got it for my birthday present. So I've been using technology for pretty much like my whole entire life, which is definitely so much different. And like the gap in terms of like childhood and how people people were raised is so different. But I also think, um, I think I'm definitely very proud to be in a generation where everyone is working to challenge the status quo. And I see that everywhere in terms of advocacy and just people speaking up and a lot of like community service projects I've been growing under. So I, I definitely agree with you 100% on all of that. Um, so I was wondering, do you want to talk more about um, like the negatives or we can go on to another question? I, the reason why I might not touch on the negatives, it's because there's their children like your children at the end of the day like i am not gonna sit here and judge a generation that's growing up it's there's so yeah. much to learn and so that's why when i th- that's why i think a lot about my teenage self because i feel like from let's say from like 15 to 21 22 i judged that version of myself so heavily and i judged the decisions i made the way that i thought like the, all of that and now that I'm 26, I'm like, wow, I was a kid. Like, I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that for somebody who's a teenager now, that might, depending on who you are, I'm not saying you specifically, Chloe, but just to hear that. Because I knew when I was a child, when I was a teenager and somebody told me, like, I'm a child, I took that to offense. I'm like, well, I'm, I am grown. I am not a child. But it, it, it is the facts. Um, you're a child and I... You know, there's just so much to learn. Like, despite the wisdom that you all carry, there's still so much to learn within the 3D realm, within just being a human being in this in this world. Um, so I, I think I'll skip on the negatives. I I just want to talk about how... Not, I'm not saying that this is, like, the perfect generation because then all the other generations will come for me. But <laughs> I do think um, there's this Gen Z is doing a lot of valuable things. But, yeah, I would love to hear what other questions you have for me. Yeah, before I go into the next question, I just want to say, I really appreciate your response with that. And I think, for me, I spent a lot of my teenagehood ruminating over things about what's wrong with me or what I need to work on. And I think that in such, we've also become a world with such a competition culture. Mm -hmm. And I think with the rise of social media, you can totally see like comparison. And I think that like sometimes it's just so important to realize like for me especially like I'm still just a teenage girl and there's so much more and it's like I think it's just very applicable and I really appreciate your response about that of course of course so the next question I have is how did you use writing as a wellness tool before compared to how you use it now yeah, so a little bit about me and my background, my writing background. I have been writing, and I know that this is the cliche thing that every writer says, but I really have been writing since I was able to hold up a pen. Like, I remember I was born in the Dominican Republic. I remember being super young, like, getting very excited when my mom was, like, able to buy me a notebook and a pencil, and I would just, like, write all the time. Um, so I that has been a part of me since birth. I've always been writing. I value storytelling for such a long time. I was also a performer, so really storytelling has been a part of my life from the beginning. But I didn't start journaling until I was in eighth grade, 
where uh, I was raised Mormon, another part of it, but I was raised Mormon. And I was in like a little activity where one of the people that attended the church, she like gifted us journals. Like she just gifted like the kids journals or whatever. And I was eight in eighth grade, I was 12. And I had no idea what to do with this. I was like, I have not, I've never journaled before. Like I had one for a while, but it was not, you know, I didn't take it seriously. So I think that when I got that journal and it helped a lot that it was a sparkly silver notebook with a lock. I don't know. That just affected, I was just like, I should really write. There's a lock here. Like I have some pharmacy. I can do this. So I started journaling and it was it's so silly. Like I think about it now. I'm just like, dude, you are so young. But it became like my boy journal. <laughs> Mind you, I'm queer. It became my boy journal where I was just constantly like journaling about all the crushes that I had. Just like all the crushes that I had in eighth grade. And this was like the eighth to ninth grade. And every thought every time I thought a boy was cute, I would journal about it. And I would journal like all these fantasies that I had. Um, and it was really silly and really just wild. But that's when I started journaling. And from then on, from eighth grade up until today, like I journal. I'm not going to say every day because that's unrealistic, but I journal very, very often. I probably have like 10 plus journals at this point um, that I've written in. But the moment where writing really made a difference for me was my junior year of high school because I was unfortunately struggling with self-harm at the time and I was forced to go to therapy. And I say forced because I was really forced. I was forced to go to therapy and my therapist, she suggested that I use journaling as a tool, like to really use journaling, not just journaling about how cute a boy is, like not talking about these silly things, just to really talk about about my emotions and what's affecting me because I wasn't talking in therapy. I was refusing to talk in therapy. So she was like, okay, maybe you can journal. And then, you know, with your consent, we can look through your journal and we can maybe start conversations that way because I, I did not I was raised to suppress my emotions. I was never talking about my emotions with anyone. So I think that being put in that experience really helped me understand and really start to get that writing. Like, as you said, it is a tool. It's not just like a thing you do. It's not a thing that you're forced to do when you're in school, like writing essays. Like, it really is a tool for healing. And I'm so serious about telling others to journal to get a journal and just write because it's the it's the door to your subconscious when when you start journaling um if you once you make this a practice and you start using it as a tool you can start to uncover things that you've never even imagined things that are are like buried into your subconscious that wouldn't come out otherwise otherwise than when you're journaling where you have to save space where you're just writing I constantly say that writing is meditation. You are present and you are with yourself and you are with your breath and you are with your body. And it's so such an, a crucial tool to have. So I say all of that to say that I now use journaling and a shout out to Julia Cameron um, and the artist way for uh, introducing the morning pages to me. Uh, morning pages is just you have to write three pages every morning no matter what it has to be three pages and it has to be in the morning and I took up that challenge during quarantine and I 
was able to do that every single day, every single day for like three plus months. And now I may not do morning pages every day, but as I said, there are so many realizations that came up while I was journaling every single day. So many memories that I uncovered that I had never even imagined even happened. Like just all these things that were coming up that I was able to put puzzle pieces together and heal from things that I was not even aware that were burdening me. Um, And that was a really long answer to say that I I went from just journaling about silly little crushes and very superficial things which is okay. It's okay to journal about things like that. But when I learned to go deeper and to really use journaling and writing as a way to investigate what was going on internally, that's when it all changed for me. I was writing poems while journaling. Like I would be journaling poems would just be pouring out of me. I can go back through my journals and just pull poems out because I was, it was just happening so naturally that it just became my constant. I am in deep gratitude to Chloe Lee for leading such a wonderful and heartwarming conversation on teenagehood and healing. I truly can't wait for part two of the next installment of the episode. Thank you all again for joining us for another episode of Writing A Way To Wellness, a podcast published bi-weekly on Thursdays. Follow along as we foster spaces where emotions are seen with an open heart and words received with reverence. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to the Girls Right Now Substack at girlsrightnowmedia.org and catch us wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is a production of Girls Right Now. It was recorded by Chloe Lee, edited by Sally Familia, and produced with the support of Catherine Destin and Bonnie Curra. Thank you always for your time and energy, and remember that you carry all versions of yourself in your heart.